And all the church said, you may be seated. I'm going to invite you right now to, uh, if you've got a bulletin, to open it up. You'll find inside of it a handout that has the notes and the major points of scriptures that we're going to be using during the message this morning. And in place of the typical MPG, we're just going to have a very practical part of the sermon where you can post it somewhere in your house and on, a, on the refrigerator, wherever it is you post things you want to see every day to be reminded of how important it is to do. Uh, we'll have that on the back. Um, I want to say... Today, motherhood is something incredibly special, I think. I think that mothers are heroic. I think that that mothers do not get all of the support at times that they should get from us. You know, when I was in high school, through through middle school and, and high school, my brothers and I, we were wrestlers in high school. And we happened to be wrestling at a time, on, at, at the high school level, at a time when uh, the, the school was very, very competitive. And so, you know, there'd be a couple of thousand people in the gym on a Wednesday or a Saturday. And, you know, the amazing thing about that sport is that, you know, it's one-on-one. You have some headgear on to protect you from getting cauliflower ear, and it does kind of muffle the sound of the gym. And all you can basically hear is a roar while you're down there on the mat. You, can, you, you know, any coach that tries to yell at you is not going to be successful. They've got to use hand signals. I mean, all you hear is the roar of the crowd. And through all of the years that my brothers and I wrestled, you know, both, uh, both of my brothers and I would, you know, we would tell each other, you know, we wouldn't be able to hear anything that was going on. Just, it sounded like uh, just this roar inside of that gym. But we could always hear our mother screaming from the, from the stands and, and telling us, you know, motivating us to go on, to go on, and go on, and go on. And, and, you know, one of the things that I, you know, you think back on, to, you know, I know it's not that important in the, in the history of the world or, or even in your history, but, you know, when I, when I think about that moment, there was one thing that my brothers and I always knew when we were growing up, and that was mother was in our corner. Mother was always going to be in our corner. And there was never going to be any doubt in our mind on whose side she was on. I, I was blessed with a great mother growing up, and, and my brothers and I have been very, very blessed. And I think that, that Mother's Day is a great holiday. We need to affirm motherhood. And I think that this is especially true for those that are raising their children alone. I'm talking about single moms, uh, for whatever reason, that you find yourself in that, that role as a single mom. As a church, we want to say that we appreciate the dedication that you have in raising your children. And while it's nice for moms to get a card, to go out to lunch, to get flowers, all the things that we typically do, traditionally that we do on Mother's Day, it's only once a year. And I think that God has a better idea about how to honor mothers. And it's found in the passage that Michael read just a couple of minutes ago. Verse 3, children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward, a reward from Him. I don't know if you've ever thought about yourself. I mean, we all have moms. We all have dads. We've all been children. Do we think of ourselves as kids as we reflect back on our parents and and relate to our parents, those that have uh, parents that are still alive, as kiddos, do we reflect back and think that our life right now is a reward to our parents? Now, everyone knows what a reward is, right? A reward is a gift that is given in recognition of one's service, effort, and achievements. 
Now, when we give a reward somebody in the business world, it can be a bonus check, it can be a watch. There's all kinds, a plaque, a clock, all kinds of things that you might give somebody in recognition for the great work that they have done. But in the kingdom of God, when we think about the incredible role and responsibility and the honor and the privilege of being a parent, one of the things that God tells us, all of us who have been kids, is that when our parents are older, we are the reward to them. And in God's eyes, that's everyone who has ever been a kid. That's everyone. You are a reward to your parents. Now go ahead. On a day like this, give the material reward. Give a card. Give flowers. Give a gift card. Make lunch at a restaurant. Make the phone call. Give the homemade clay dish that you'll use as a soap dish at some point. Give a day at the spa. But don't forget that the greatest gift that on this day, when in our country we are tipping our hat towards mom, is that the greatest gift that you can give your mother is the best version of you as a continual presence in her life. God says that kids are to be a reward. No card can ever replace the reward, you, as the reward in recognition of the service and the efforts and all of the things that mom did for you. Now, moms are great, and we want to honor moms and single moms and all kinds of moms. But this morning on Mother's Day, I want to talk to the kids. I want to talk to the kids. Now, a mom, being, being a mom, is, is a tremendous responsibility. But there's a great transition that takes place. And that transition is when you go from being with the kids every day, day in, day out, a hundred responsibilities, all of the stuff that you've got to do to raise kids up successfully, there comes a transition point. We call it the empty nest where the kids have become responsible adults to one degree or another. They either go off to college or they go off to the service or trade school or they leave home and basically you have an empty nest. And a lot of times that's, that's, a, that's a tremendous transition not just for the kiddo, but it is for the parents as well. You know, the kid, it's a great transition. You are becoming a responsible human being. You're an adult now. You're responsible for yourself. And so you get after work. You get after schooling. You get after the life that you want to lead, right? And mom and dad, mom especially, with all the time that she's spent with you at home, is also going through a transition. Irma Bombeck, many of you, especially if you're younger than me, have probably never heard of Irma Bombeck, but she was a very wise lady that lived about a half a generation ago. And she writes that when mothers talk about the depression of the empty nest, that is not having children anymore at home, that are living at home, they're not mourning the passing of all of the wet towels on the floor, the music that numbs your teeth, or even the bottle of capitalist shampoo dip, dribbling down the shower drain. They're upset because they've gone from the supervision of a child's life to a spectator. It's like being the vice president of the United States, end of quote. To be, to be needed is a, is a pretty tremendous thing. I mean, it feels great to be needed, right? I mean, to, you know, for your children to come. I mean, when we think about the kingdom of God and we, we think about how God knows as a father everything that we need, even before we ask for it, there's, there's something, though, about the relationship between a father and a child that loves to be asked for the things that he loves to give, right? I mean, that's part of being a mom. That's part of being a dad at the, at the ground, the, the sea level, the ground zero level. We love to do the same thing. And then to go from that to being a spectator is, is a tremendous transition. And it's during that time that it's really important 
that you see yourself as a reward to your mom. It's, it's, it's during that time in which you bless your mom incredibly. In the time that I have left, I want to give you four ways that you can be a reward to your mom. The first one is this. Be present. Just be present. You don't always live near your mom. You're not ever, maybe once you leave home, you're never ever going to live close to mom. But you can always be a presence in your mom's life. We live in a time right now when contact with people far away has never been easier or cheaper to do. I can remember the days, you know, those that, you know, my generation and even older, you know, you didn't make a whole lot of long-distance phone calls because they were super expensive, especially if you were living abroad or you were living overseas. But now it costs so little. It costs so little to pick up the cell phone and to call your mom. To, to call her, even if it's just for, for five minutes, to ask, how are you doing? What's going on? I mean, you can FaceTime with your family any time of the day. And that means that you can be present in your mom's life, even if you live far away. And being present is not just about being a presence, but it's about being connected. In the, one one of the, the, the great verses in the Bible, I think, that's not just for how we live as disciples of Jesus in all of our relationships, but even in the most important ones, is James chapter 1, verse 19, where he says, everyone should be quick to listen. You know, when it comes to, to being a, a presence, to being present in somebody's life, whether it's your spouse, your brother, your, whoever it might be, one of the best ways to show that you're present is by just listening. I mean, you can be in somebody's presence, but if they're not paying any attention to you, if their mind is somewhere else and you can see that it's connected to a phone and playing a game or whatever it is, you may be present, but you're not really present, right? And so when it comes to being a presence in your mom's life, be present and listen. Listening is one of the best ways to communicate importance, appreciation, to, to communicate gratitude is by, by listening. And sometimes the conversation is not going to be very important. Sometimes it's, it's incredibly important. And sometimes it's about life and death matters. I mean, that's just the way life goes at times. But being present means listening to your mom. Just listening. If you want to show someone that they matter to you, if you want to show someone how important they are to you or that you respect them or that you appreciate them, then listen to them. Be present. Make the phone call on a regular basis. And then number two, not only be present, but be grateful. Gra gratitude is the result of recognizing that there are good things in life that happen to you. And I, you know, regardless of you know, whatever span of life you might be in right now, how, how difficult that road might be. You know, when we look from 500 feet at our life, we are, we are people who have been blessed. We have been blessed with so many different things. And gratitude is just, it's a lifestyle of recognizing the good that has happened to you. And so when it comes to moms, having a mom who loved you made sure that you were clean, that, that you were fed, that when you were sick, that somebody was there to take care of you. Having a mom that stood up for you, having a mom that comforted you 
If you had a mom that you were able to go to on a regular basis when you were hurt, your heart was broken, you were disappointed, there was something that was going on that wasn't so great in your life, that you had somebody that was in your corner that you could go to. Or you had a mom who not only taught you about God, taught you Bible stories, but in their life you saw faith. Then you have something to be grateful for when it comes to moms. And the proper response of a disciple of Jesus for anything that happens in our life that is good and is a blessing is to be full of gratitude. Again, another verse that that really has nothing to do with Mother's Day, but has everything to do with what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. Paul writes to the church in Thessalonica, he says, Give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I mean, one of the things that you, when you know that you are growing as a disciple of Jesus, that your level of spirituality is expanding, is when you realize that there are a million things every day, even in a rough patch of road, that there are a million things each day to be thankful for, that you have food, that, you can, that there's air to breathe. I mean, all of these things that God supplies, then you're grateful because you're recognizing the giver of the good things. The same is true when it comes to mom. Now, I know that not all moms are great. And I know that some of you really struggle with the idea of mom, of your mom. But there is something about recognizing the role of a mother in life and the way that it is even supposed to be, that we offer up thanks to God for them. And I mean, when is, you know, for those of us who had great moms, when was the last time you told your mom, just thank you? And it doesn't have to be on Mother's Day. I mean, just to, just to pick up the phone and to call your mom and just say, thanks. Thanks for all of the things that you did that were great, that I saw, for all the things that were great and a blessing to me that I did not see. Thank you for whatever blessing you brought into my life. When's the last time you did that? So we want to be, we want to be uh, present. We want to be grateful. And number three, we want to be encouraging. You, you know, being a mom, not very easy. And it seems that, you know, the, the further we go into history, just the faster things seem to go each day. The more pitfalls, the more... The more um, potholes, the more obstacles that there are to living as a disciple of Jesus in this life. And the same is true with, you know, with just being a mom or being a dad. And one of the things that we as disciples of Jesus do is when we recognize somebody in need of courage, somebody in need of strength, what we do is get put courage in their heart, which means encourage them. And, and one of the things that, that Paul wrote to that church in Th- Thessalonica, not only to be thankful for all things, this is God's will for your life, but he says, encourage one another and build each other up. Moms need to be built up because it's not always easy to be a mom, and you know this. And I want to give you right now, on the back of the handout, there are ten ways to encourage your mom, all moms. 
You need to say these things to your mom on a regular basis. And you need to be able to recognize when a, a single mom in our church family, a single mom at work, or a single mom in your neighborhood needs to be encouraged. And sometimes you may not see it. Maybe you, you don't even know what's happening in that life. But just the fact that they're a mom, they need encouragement. And so you're passing them on the street, or you're passing them in the hall at work, school, the place at work, or here in the church building. Just say something to them that encourages them. Here are ten suggestions. Number one. You did a great job with your kids. You did a great job with your kids. No one is perfect. Moms know their mistakes better than, than, than all of us put together do. And to tell your mom or to tell a single mom that she did a great job can sometimes make or break a day. Number two, you're raising a good person. You know, sometimes you, you know that you, as a mom, you're investing a lot of time, a lot of emotional energy. You're sacrificing, sacrificing, and sacrificing. But you're on the inside. You're like fish in, a, in, in, in water. You don't see the water. And sometimes somebody coming up to you and just saying, you know what, you're doing a great job. You're raising a good person can really make your day. In fact, make your week, right? For somebody to come up to you and to say, you know, you're raising a good person. I mean, there's, there's doubt there from time to time, right? That our efforts are going to be successful. But hearing it from someone else can sometimes bring a tremendous amount of relief. Or number three, say, you are a good parent. You're a good parent. Or number four, you have a great kid. And here's the reason why. One of the things that really blessed me as a father, I know blessed Ellen as a mother, is that, you know, raising up Jessica and raising up Jordan, you know, there were times when people would come up to us and say, you know, I want you to know something really great that your daughter or your son did. And it was something that we would never, ever have known about. We would never have, have realized it unless somebody came up to us and made the effort, made the special effort to say something to us about what our kids had done that was great. And so one of the ways that you can really bless a parent is to go up and say, hey, listen, I saw your kid doing something good, and I know you probably don't know about it, but here's what happened. Here's the reason why I'm telling you you got a great kid. Number five, don't sweat the small stuff. Sometimes we, we, we need to encourage our parents and just say, hey, you know, sometimes we just need to be reminded we don't need to sweat the small stuff. Number six, you're not alone. That can be incredibly encouraged to a single mom. You know, some, sometimes a single mom can feel very, very lonely in the task of raising a kid, uh, raising lots of kids. And that loneliness in parenting is just plain, plain tough. And that's one of the reasons why a church family like this is so important to a single mom or to a single dad. Uh, to be able to say to a single mom and to a single dad that you're not alone. Sometimes it feels like you're alone. And when you're in the house at night by yourself with those kids, it can certainly seem like you're alone. But this church is with you. We pray for you. We can help out. We can encourage. There are so many things that we can do to help out and just say, you are not alone in this tough work of raising kids. Number seven, it's worth it. You know, sometimes you're going to run into a parent and they're having a bad day or they're having a bad week or a bad month or they're just, they're having a bad time. And sometimes just three little words, it's worth it, can make the difference in a parent's day. Number eight, thank you. Thank you. Showing that gratitude. Number nine, I love you. Say that to your mom today. I love you. And then number 10, and this is the big one on a day like this, 
eat the dessert. (laughs) And then finally, be prayerful. Be prayerful. You know, be present to your mom. Be a reward to her. Be present. Be grateful. Be the reward. Be encouraging. Be the reward. But be prayerful. You know, there's something I do every day, and and most of you have have heard me talk about it. You know, early in the morning, you know, it's dedicated silence and solitude. Just the dog and me, the German shepherd, in the woods with God. And I always begin with Psalm 23 and say it slowly, sometimes twice, sometimes three times. Um, I'll, I'll, Psalm 131, uh, I'll quote the Beatitudes or, or part of the Sermon on the Mount. Or, or, and at some point I'll say the Lord's Prayer. I might even sing, you know, um, out in the woods. It sounds like a coyote yelling, but, you know, it's just me singing. And then I begin to thank God for all of the things in advance that he's done, uh, that he will do during the day. And then I start with my list. I start with my list, and I begin with Ellen. And I'm so grateful for her as my wife, and so grateful that my kids have a mom like Ellen, not perfect by any stretch of imagination, not a perfect dad, not a perfect husband, but just, you know, thankfulness for the opportunity to be in these kinds of relationships. And beginning with Ellen, I work my way through my family. I I pray for my mom. I pray for my daughter, Jessica, and for my son-in-law, James. I pray for my son, Jordan, and I pray for my my daughter-in-law, Kirsten. I pray for all of these grandkids that uh, that we're being blessed with. And, And I just start with the list, and I begin to pray. And you know, one of the things that I mentioned a couple of months ago when we were talking about praying for people, intercessory prayer is that, you, you know, when, when, you th- when I think about my capacity to bless somebody, you know, I, I, I can do a pretty good job of encouraging people and complimenting people, and, you know, I can, I can work beside them, and I can counsel, and there is, you know, but the, but the capacity for me to bless somebody has, it, it's finite. There, there are limits to it. But what I do believe with all of my heart is that I can say the name of the people that I love the most into the ear of God. And in so doing, I am, I'm, I'm asking, I'm, I'm speaking to the Creator, the infinite Creator, to bless these people that I love in ways that I could never do, personally. I am saying the name of, of Ellen and of, of, all of these, you know, all of these people, my mother Janet, into the ear of God and asking God, to bless them. We're praying for the blessings of health and of wisdom and of joy, peace. There are needs, health, finances from time to time, and we pray thankfulness. And this is how you really bless people. You pray for them, and you strength, you ask God to give them strength, and you ask God to give them wisdom. And on this Mother's Day, I challenge you to be a reward to your mom. On this Mother's Day, I challenge you to bless your mom by being her present, grateful, encouraging, prayerful reward. Let's stand and sing.